as we enter into the month of August, thank God this is a great month, and um, the month of August for us is always connection month, or it has been for the last few years as we've, we've developed connect groups and, and, and talking about it, and each year there's something, there's, there's a new and a fresh revelation and understanding concerning being connected. Something about connection that is vital for your success and your future. You must be connected. And you have to, but you, you have to grab a hold of that revelation. Because if you don't, then you'll go through life. And, and I promise you, when you're not connected from your heart, you'll work harder at life than you need to. You know why? Because other people have things that you need. God created, God, God's purpose, His vision in our redemption is the church. God is building the church. He's building His church that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. God is building His church. And today we're just going to talk a little bit about that. Because this month, um, what, are, what are the Sundays of Connect Group signups? 11th and the 18th, so next Sunday and, and the Wednesdays in between um, are Connect Group sign-up time, and we're going to just talk about it, kind of look at some things, and, and, and just bring a challenge to you, not, you know, not, not forcing anybody to do anything, we're making things available for you to connect, and I'm saying to you, it makes life easier when you know other people are in your corner. And you're not going to know people are in your corner just by seeing them on a Sunday morning. It's not enough. You've you got to have more time and more connection with people. And so that, that's why we're doing it. I, I, I give you a definition, several definitions in, in different um, forms of dictionaries um, of the word connect. To connect is to become joined. To transfer as a step to your final destination. I like that, a transfer. Something that you're transferring and, and, and where, you're transfer, where, where it's being transferred is in your thinking. To prepare you and empower you for, your, for final destination or destinations of the future. Um, to connect is to establish communication. To join or fasten together. To establish relationships. Connecting the dots to form a conclusion. Connecting the dots to form a conclusion. You realize that all the promises in the Word of God. All the promises are for the body of Jesus Christ. Say, I'm the body. But you're not every part, right? See, all the promises that Jesus produced, all the things that he did within himself were intended to be done through us. And the us is what we have to understand. That, that last definition is connecting all the dots Everybody, I, I, I consider all the parts of the body like dots being connected. You, you know those, those little puzzle things that you get where you connect dots 
you know, and you, you look at the dot and it really doesn't look like anything and all of a sudden you start connecting them and poof, huh? There's some explanation. There's some purpose in what, you, now, now you know exactly what that was. And, and I believe that's the way God made the church to be. And what's difficult about that is, is that human nature is that we gravitate, we gravitate toward people that are just like us. People that just like what we like. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but it, that's just boring. It's easy, but it's boring. I'm going to say it again. It's easy. It's easy. Because then you don't have to deal with the thoughts in your mind. Well, they're comparing me and they're looking at me and they feel this way. And, you know, they, I, I don't look like them. And then you're intimidated because you don't, you don't, whatever, you know. But what God wants you to see is who you are. There's things in you that you've got to believe in. Now, when people are not born again, a lot of people are trained through different organizations. They're trained to learn how to be positive people that are, that are going to you know, have this attitude like they're, they're winning the world by their attitude, by their positive thinking, by their positive attitudes. And positive is good, but positive in God's kingdom isn't enough. The positive has to turn into you knowing who you are. See, a lot of times, positive people try to intimidate. Intimidation is not part of the nature of God. I'm going to say it again. Positive people that are trying to develop and win something in life and trying to be at the top of the ladder in what they do in their, in their career or whatever, that many times what they've been trained to do is to intimidate others. And, and if people feel intimidated around you, then they be, believe you're something that they can never be. And when people look at you like that and they're intimidated by you, then they'll, they'll become like your servants instead of, I mean, everybody's created to serve, you understand, but not because we don't think we're good enough. I'm a servant today in, in ways I've never been in my life, in, in the lives of other people. I, I'm a servant like I've never been because I, I know who I am. You can serve effectively when you know who you are. You don't live your life to intimidate. You live your life to help build other people. Listen, when you build other people and you encourage other people and you help other people climb the ladder, you find yourself labor, laborlessly climbing the ladder yourself. When you're in it for the good of others, God makes sure you get yours. And that's just the nature of God. That's how God thinks. So, connection is vital even though uh, it can be a little scary, if you want to use that word. Um, it can be a little intimidating. It can be a, little, a lot of things. But I'm telling you today, connection is vital to your future. Amen? So, I'm going to read some scriptures. If you've been around here very long, you've heard these before. But how many in here know that you can never hear the word enough? In fact, the Bible says if you think you know something, you know nothing as you need to know it. So you may this week have heard, you, you, could have, you could have been listening to other people teach where you could have heard this passage of Scripture five times, or these passages of Scripture five, ten times, but you can get something out of it if you're positioned in a place to listen and hear what God wants you to hear. Amen? So today, just open your, eye, your ears and, and your heart and just receive some of the things I'm going to share with you today. 1 Kings chapter 9. 
And verse 1, And it came to pass when Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord and the king's house and all of Solomon's desire, which he wanted to do, that the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time as he appeared to him at Gibeon. And the Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your supplication that you have made before me. I have consecrated this house which you have built to put my name there forever. And my eyes, man, there's just something about this. Every time I come to this piece right here about God's eyes and his heart, I get cold chills. He says, my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. My eyes and my heart are on my house. Well, that's an Old Testament scripture, and you know, Pastor, that, that, was, that was for those days. No, because the Bible says God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Everybody say he's the same. He's the same. Get this. He said his eyes and his heart are on his house. Who's his house? When we come here, when we connect here, we connect to each other. This place is about connecting to each other. And his eyes and his heart so desire to see us connect. Because in the connection is the power to make the difference in the earth that the world needs. And that's happening, I believe, all over the planet, it's happening like never before. The greatest hour and day of the church is like never before. But I'm talking to you today about this house, about this group, about the connection of this place, right? About us connecting and, and God's eyes and heart being right on what we're doing day by day. Think about that. So to people that, and I, I've, I've read this many times, but... I just, I, this, so there's a, a lot of repeating here that I've done through the years, but I love hearing myself repeat these verses of Scripture. 1 Timothy 3.15 in the New Testament. Paul said, but if I'm delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God. Remember what he said? My eyes and my heart are on my house. David, uh, uh, Paul said here, how to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. The church of the living God is the house of God. Old Testament house, New Testament is the church. Matthew 16, I'll build my church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. And that's where all of heaven is focused on the church being built being established, being manifested. It's me growing individually, me having, as, as a pastor in one hat that I wear, me having revelation from God to bring to you, bring it to your level, your my level, to where we get this and we connect together. And as you're hearing that, you taking that and you believing in it and you developing it in you so that you're an active part in the kingdom of God, not just a loose link. Eh, I think it's all right. Hmm? Just a loose link that's being swung around all the time. Tossed to and fro. No, God wants us to be an active part of what's happening, what's going on. 
He wants us to be active with it. Your activity as a result of, your connecting as a result of your relationship with God is the key to your influence to the world. Um, I'm just talking about myself, okay? I'm just going to say this just about me. I'm not talking about you. I'm not saying that you're not what I'm telling you that I know that I am. But I have, I have global influence because of the anointing of God on my life. I know I do. I, I'm, not, I'm not asking, I, I don't care whether you believe it, and I don't even care. I'm telling you, I have global influence because everywhere I go, I have the anointing and the ability to be a light to the world. Amen? And when that's active, and, and, and I come in contact with another person, things happen. And, and, and that activity it needs to be here, but it needs to be everywhere. Your influence needs to go worldwide. I, I talk to a number of people on a weekly basis from other countries through FaceTime or Skype or however we, we FaceTime or go to me, uh, uh, meetings or whatever. So I, I have influence. I have people that are wanting me to help them in certain areas of life, they have questions. They, they want my prayers about things. They're leading other churches and, and in other places. I have influence other places because I believe in who I am. I don't, I don't apologize for that. I'm not going to act like I'm not connecting with people around. I haven't gone after anybody. People have come to me. Why? People come to me, they come to you because of the anointing on the inside of you. Did you hear what I said? What, what causes that to happen is our connection on a local basis. When I'm connected locally, then I can, be, I can have influence globally. And God wants that influence to flow out of you. When, when we're just about ourselves, when we do everything we do and it's just about us, when we travel places and it's just about us, we're not thinking about the rest of the world. There are people just waiting for somebody to be willing. The Bible says, Spirit of God is looking all the time throughout the earth, finding somebody that's going to be willing and open to do what he wants. All the time. All the time. Every day you wake up, there's somebody that God wants you to touch some way. Someone, every day. Every day there's somebody. It may be the same person over and over and over again, but some, somewhere, somewhere, you're not here on the earth just to have a career, work a job, do what you do, mundane, every day. God has opportunities everywhere, and the key to those opportunities is your connection. Because when you're connected to something that is bigger than you are, you will do things that are bigger than you. You'll go places and accomplish things that are bigger than who you are when you're connected to something that's bigger than you. It's vital that we understand that. So, the house, Old Testament, the church, New Testament. <clears throat> and Ephesians 1.22, and he put all things under his feet and gave him, Jesus, the Father did, gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all and in all. So, the house, Old Testament, the church, New Testament, which is the house, 
The house is the church. And the church, in this dispensation of time, is the body of Jesus Christ. That's the church. The church is His body in the earth. You and I, when we believe who we are, that we are the body, the extension of the body of Jesus Christ in the earth, when we believe that, then we take the body of Jesus everywhere we go, and the body of Jesus is affecting the people that we come in their lives. Can you say amen to that? It's vital that we understand that. And to me, that all comes through connection because my point here, and I just reiterate this again, my point is this, that I'm the church, but we're the church. You individually are the church, but you're corporately the church. All the parts fitting together. And it doesn't matter what part you are, what matters is how effective and how greased and how working that you are as the part that God created you to be. And when you understand that and you're connected and you're working in that way, then we work better. The body of Christ does, I'm saying. The body of Christ works better when I'm not just about me, but I'm about what he's building. His eyes and his heart are on what he's building. You, 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 ever, you ever felt like God lost your phone number? address doesn't care you know you know when it feels that way you know it feels like his eyes and his heart aren't on you because it's not about you it's about his church i'm just saying when when it feels like it's not happening just realize there's something greater that he's wanting out of you so that you feel that way personally. See, you feel his eyes on you and his heart on you when you're about what he wants you to be about. And he's not about just me. Greatest revelation, one of the greatest revelations I've ever gotten is that life is not about me. Huh? The world and the earth on its axis does not center around Bert. <laughs> I'm not out there in the middle and everything's going around me. But, but, but that's when people feel good. But God's eyes and his heart aren't on that. And he didn't create us to just feel good. He created us to be fulfilled people. Because the fullness of him fills all of us and in all of us. And when we're, when, when we're connected to full, then their full overflows your full then we live over in an overflow position instead of just always grasping. God didn't create us to live that way. He created us to live in the overflow. Can you say amen to that? Proverbs 29 and 18. I'm going to read this in the, in the, uh, no, I'm, I'm actually I'm going to read Psalm 92 first. Psalm 92 and 12, I want to read that. <clears throat> the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house, which is the church, which is his body, those who are planted in the house, those who are connected in the house, which is his church, which is his body, shall flourish in the courts of their God. I believe that 
The flourishing of the courts is everything else other than the house. Everything that you do in life will flourish when you're planted, when you're connected to the house. That's why for 30 years we've worked so hard to create a platform that people can believe in. To create a platform that people can put their faith and confidence that God is real. You, you understand? How many, have, how many have watched, I mean, just seen, just, just in the last week or so, there's been, there's been that shooting in California, and then there was, a, there was a shooting at a Walmart in Mississippi about three days ago. Did anybody see that? I think a couple of, two or three people were killed in that. And then there's a shooting at a Walmart in El Paso. I was raised in a town 40 miles from El Paso and a lot of people in the El Paso area and, and the heart goes out to them. The last thing I saw is 20 people died and another 12, another dozen that are in the hospital. I'm not sure the conditions of those people and we need to be praying for them. And, and how many heard about the shooting this morning in Ohio? Did you hear about the shooting in Ohio? There's another shooting this morning in Ohio and 10 are dead. The last I saw, just saw is that 10 are dead and that and another dozen in the hospital. In a, in a, it was in the middle of the night, or, you know, or like 1 or 2 o'clock this morning in Dayton, Ohio. And, um, you know, all, all kinds of things happen in the earth. My heart grieves. When you hear something like that, you think, that didn't have to happen. Why did that happen? I mean, I mean, innocent people just being mowed down, shopping. How many go to Walmart? But see, the devil doesn't want you to go to Walmart now. Huh? Well, we're going to just do curbside service. Well, that's great, but not out of fear. See, when you're connected in the house, and I'm not, I'm not taking away from anybody that, that this has happened to. I, you know, a lot of times it's very difficult to be confident in the Word of God because of the way people want to criticize when you don't appear to have emotion about things that happen. I mean, I've got as much or more emotion than anybody else about things that happen. I mean, if there's anything that I find out that we can do to help the families in El Paso, we'll help, we'll do what we need to do to help people if that's what we need to do, if that's what God wants us to do. But number one, we can pray for all those people continuously. And I promise you, I encourage you to do that. But we can't let whatever happens stop us from trusting God in His Word. Amen? And where you get that faith and trust is when you're connected to something bigger than you. That's what the house is about. That's why connection is so vital. You understand? And again, just bow your head for a moment. Father, truly just deep in my heart, these senseless acts of violence you said in these days in which we live in, darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but you said the light would rise on us. You've given us the light. Jesus is the light. And Father, we just thank you for the light shining. I know, 
I know different pastors and people in El Paso, Lord, I thank you for the anointing on their, those churches to, to meet the need of the people and minister life to the people in those situations, Father. And we pray for the families in, in El Paso and Dayton, Ohio and Mississippi and in California, for those who have just out of nowhere lost someone that, was, that, that is an injustice. And I thank you, Lord, that in the natural, when it seems like there's no way to get through something, there is a way in you. I, don't under, I, don't, I never in my mind understand that, but I've seen it happen time and time again. And we just pray that for all of the people involved in this situation this day in the name of Jesus. And we give you glory. And Father, our words will continue, Father, to pray and to reaffirm and to water the seeds that are going forth and, 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 and believing for things to be able to turn around in this situation. But Lord, first and foremost, we just declare today that violence is coming to an end in this nation. Rage is coming to an end in this nation. Fear is coming to an end in this nation in the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen and amen. You know why I can say that? Because it's come to an end in me. Because it's coming to an end in you and you're helping other people for it to come to an end in that. That's how. You, you, don't, you don't win a whole nation, you know, by, you know, 300,000 people at one time. You win a whole nation one person at a time. Because the duplication process can work. You can win a whole nation when righteous people do something that's right and we get after this thing. We can win a whole nation in a week. In a week. But the key to it is that we're connected so that, we're, we, so that we are emulating what Jesus did in the earth. That's the key. The key is that we're connected. That's why the church is so vital. And you say amen. Proverbs 29 and 18. And I'm going to read this out of the New King James and, and then also out of the message. Where there is no revelation or vision, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. The message here in Proverbs 29 18 says if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they're most blessed. I like that, most blessed. When they attend to what He reveals, when, when they connect to the house, when they connect to what's preached, when they connect to what's shared, when they connect in, in their anointings and what God wants them to do, when you're connected and flowing and being filled up to overflowing, you're most blessed. God created us to be most blessed. Say that. Say it again. Most blessed. I like it. Amen? Most blessed. Um, <clears throat> and, and this is, this to me, I wrote this little thing down, and this has been a big thing to me that I've seen. Um, There's, there's this constant battle that people have in their minds about all the things they don't think they need. It's a constant battle with people. And most of the things that you really need that are difficult in life, those are the things that you battle with that you really don't need. And I, and I, I wrote this down that... Um, 
what, what the church gives through the Word is the ability to know that there is a God. And beyond just that there is a God, how to hear Him. That's what the church gives. That's what God created the church to be. Because of the faith you have to put in the word that you hear. You have to put faith in the word that you hear. You have to put faith to come and to hear the word and then faith in what you're hearing. You have to develop that faith. You have to believe that what you're hearing is really true. You can't believe something just because I say it. This thing about connection, you've got, you've got to take ownership of it and believe it for yourself. You can't believe it just because I'm telling you. But you notice... I never preach the word without scripture because I don't want you to just take what I'm saying. I want you to go look at the word. Is what he's saying from the scripture really true for me? And when you get a hold of that, I mean, your, your days of battling in your mind get easier to walk through when you realize that. Because you're not battling, spending your time battling trying to talk yourself out of things that really God has created you to, to need. I'm telling you today, you need the house of God. You need the church of Jesus Christ. You need to know that you are the body of Jesus Christ in the earth, but you are that collectively. You need to know that. that if, if you got one thing, I believe you'll get more, but if you got one thing out of this word today, I want you to get that, that you are the body of Christ in the earth, which is the church, which is his house. His eyes and his heart are on you as you're becoming connected, as you're becoming, as each part of the body is being connected and flowing together so that we can accomplish what Jesus accomplished. God doesn't want us just reading about the miracles of Jesus. He wants us operating that way. He wants us operating in it because we believe we can. Is there anybody in here today don't raise your hand, just think about this. Is there anybody in here today that you think that I wouldn't want you to lay hands on somebody that's sick? Would you think that because I'm the pastor of the church, that's my job? Has that ever been taught around here? Anybody ever caught that? If you've caught it, get rid of it. Amen? Everybody in here has ministry in them. God made us that way. And, and, and as you're connected and you take that and you do something with it, what evolves from there is what you were put on this planet to do. Because if... You work in the, in, 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 let's say you work in a bank somewhere. You were created to have the anointing to win the bank. You were created, you were created for that. Years ago, I, I, when I lived in the valley, I had a, a business, I think I told, I just, I just said I had this business, didn't I? Yeah, I just said that. <clears throat> Try not to repeat myself, but I don't know, oh well. You'll just have to listen to it again. But I had this automotive detail business. I worked at about 15 car dealerships. I, took, I had, had a van and I took all my supplies and did work on these cars. One day I was out in doing, working on the cars and the owner's son came out and he had been at college and he came out and was saying, uh, 
he was kind of, he, he, he started, I mean, just out of the clear blue. I didn't even, I never even met the guy, I never even seen him. And, he, and, and this is what he said, he said, uh, I heard you're one of those Christians that speak in tongues. I looked at him and I said, hi, hi my, my name's Bert Wimberley. And he told me his name. And I said, oh, you're the, you're the owner's son of the dealership. He said, yeah. I said, cool. And he said, right, you, you're, you're one of those Christians that speak in tongues. And I said, well, what other kind of Christian is there? You know, I just a- was asking him. He said, well, I, I've gone to church since I was born. And he told me the church is a denominational church. And I said, okay. I said, you all don't believe in speaking in other tongues? He said, well, I actually don't know. He said, I don't, but I don't, I, don't, I don't think we do, you know. And right there, it started a relationship. I didn't, I didn't like go over and lay hands on him, cast the devil out of him or something like that, you know. <clears throat> um, but it started a relationship with him. And he had a girlfriend, and she was a staunch denominational church girl. And she was trying, you know, the more he'd come around me, the more he was kind of gravitating toward me, you know. And it was making her nervous. And so I invited him. At the time, I, was, I, I, taught, a, uh, I taught a home study in my house from our church, out of our church. And uh, I said, come, come to our home study. I said, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, you know, for the next few weeks. He said, nah, nah, nah. Well, that night, he showed up. And uh, he sat in there, and then finally, two or three weeks later, she showed up. And she was mad that she was even there, but she just showed up. Long story short, several weeks later, they both got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And it sent a rift through their family and through the, through the dealership and all this kind of stuff. But a couple of years later, as he was growing in the things of God, and started, he started coming to our church, and that stirred up all kinds of stuff with the family, you know. And, I was surprised that they kept me working at the dealership, you know. But um, a couple of years later, one day he comes out to me. I was, I was striping cars out there, and he goes, uh, he said, you know what? I, I want you, because he was, he was in the stages of taking over the business. He was being trained for it and still runs the business today. He's the owner of the business today. And uh, he said, I want you to, I want, I want you to share something with all of my people, all of my employees. And you know, my, my dress uniform was a t-shirt and shorts and tennis shoes. That's, that's what I worked because it was so hot down there and you just, I worked out on the dealership lot and uh, that was my, my uniform. I said, well, like what? He said, he said I, I don't know, I'm, I'm working something out. Long story short, he, he, he ended up having me come in at the end of the day when people were fixing to leave from the from the service department, the body shop, the, the people <laughs> that sold cars. And he made it mandatory that they had to come and listen to me before they left. Once a month on a Thursday evening at 6 o'clock. And the first time that I shared, I mean, these people were hot. <laughs> I mean, they were mad. I mean, I was taken... And, 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 and he had told the people, he said, look, he's just going to talk for 15 minutes, just 15 minutes. I just want you to hear what he has to say. Because the things he learned he, that he got, he had never heard before, you know? And, 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 and what I had, I, I was connected to something that was bigger than me, my church. 
And, and, and my pastor believed in me and, and had me to share in that, that Bible study. And, and a lot of people got baptized in the Holy Spirit in, in our Bible study, in our home. And, um, and so that started in the last two years I lived in, in, in McAllen. I taught every Thursday at that car dealership. And when I ended teaching there, because we moved out of town, when I ended, we were teaching for an hour <laughs> because the people wanted it, you know? And, and as a result of that, the owner himself, this guy's dad, he got turned around and he started giving a Bible away with every car sold. I'm talking about a new car dealership. And he would give a Bible away with every car sold. And they did that. I don't, I don't know that they still do that today, but they, I know for at least five or six years they gave a Bible away with every car that was sold because, because the, the father had, had gotten a hold of that. But that happened, and the influence was there, not, not because I was looking for a ministry. It was because I was connected to something and believed what I had. So here's just the opportunity. I never went looking for opportunity. You know, if, if I'd have gone to the dealership and said, you know what, I want to teach a Bible study in here. <laughs> I mean, they, they'd call the cops and haul me off. You know what I'm saying? You're not teaching some stupid Bible study in my car dealership. God, when God is in the, in, is in the workings of what goes on, he does it because he can trust you. And he knows, you're, you know, well, I mean, for the most part, we don't screw it up you know, the more we trust him, but sometimes we still screw it up. But, you know, we get excited about it and try to make everything happen. But if we just let God do it, it's amazing how the less labor that is involved in things that you do and, and, and how much you accomplish, but it all comes as a result of your connection. The reason that was effective, and I saw all those people get saved, all those people baptized the Holy Ghost. I'll just tell you this other thing. Same group of people. And it was right before I left to come and move up here. And he wanted me to go to the old church that he went to. And he wanted me to go and talk to the people about the Holy Spirit. And, and so we go to this house, probably a million dollar home in the valley, which, a, which is like a two million dollar home here, but about a million dollar home in the valley. And we go in this room, it's all marble, this room is. And there's a there's a circle of chairs like this, and there's one in the middle. <laughs> and I'm thinking, that's got to be for me. <clears throat> and all these, um, some of the elders of the church, and all the, they, they wanted to come and hear about what had turned this guy and began to change the parents and the girlfriend that became the wife, and I mean, all that began to change their lives. And they wanted to know about it. So we walked in there, and man, it was like, they were like this, you know, come on, you little whippersnappers, share something with us that you think is you're so that, and I walked in there, and I grabbed that chair in the middle, and I just pulled it to the side, I said, look, I said, I know some things, I know some things that have worked for me, and I said, you know, this young guy had asked me to come and just share some things, all I'm gonna do is just share with you my experience, you don't have to believe it, you know, you don't have to believe about tongues or the baptism of the Holy Spirit or any of those things. And they didn't believe it at all. And, and I said, but I'll just share with you my experience. And gosh, for the rest of the year, on a, Wednesday, on a, on a Tuesday night, I shared in these people's house. 
And these denominational people got baptized in the Holy Ghost. But, but it wasn't some forced thing. It was just, it just, God just opened the door for that. You know, that's influence. Why? Because you're connected. I mean, if I, if I wasn't connected to the word that had been preached and all the, the, what the, the word that had been preached and the training that I got about the, about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and understanding that, I would have never had that ability to do about all of these people. I mean, they all wanted more in life. And, and I mean, it wasn't all of them, that, not all of them did, but so many of them, you know, wanted to be prayed. And it was so easy. I didn't even have to lay hands on most of them. I just started praying. They started praying in other tongues. And it was just, I mean, it was glorious what happened. But it was because of my connection. Because I believed in what I had and what I, what, what I was receiving, and I believed in whom I was receiving it from. It was vital. And that's all God wants out of all of us. Our best days are right now. Our best days of influence in, in, into other people's lives are right now. And I'm just telling you, the way it worked for me is me believing in my connection. And as you believe in your connection, as we enter this month and, and the, these next few months, in, in our connect groups and developing relationships, it's how much you put into it. If you're going just to see what happens, it, it, nothing's going to happen. You've got to put something into it. You've got to get excited about it. Well, you know, I wish that I had that connect group. Well, shut up and just do it, you know? I mean, just get in it and just, ex, just be a part of it and watch what will happen. I, just, I promise you, it happens that way when you put something into it. Easy to be critical. It's another thing to be expecting. Can you say amen to that? So, as I end this word today, I, I want to read these two passages and, and, and make two points. And I'll end with this. <clears throat> Matthew 5 and verse 13. And I, I want to read this out of the message. Verse 13 through 16, I'm going to read out of the message. He said, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. Hmm, that's what we are anyway. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand... What do you do? Shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God. I'm going to read that again. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God. Why? Because of who you are and what you believe in. When you believe in God and you open up to people, then people are over time going to connect with the God that's in you. Right? I mean, it's, it's simple, but you need to be encouraged by it. You need, to be, you, you, need to be, you need to be challenged to make sure that you're allowing your life to be aware of things that matter to God because His eyes and His heart are on the way that the church is connecting and growing and developing. That's where His eyes and His heart are. I'll just say that to you again. I'm not, I'm not trying to be whatever, but I'll just say this to you again. Most of the time when I felt like God's lost my number, it's because I've been about myself. 
But when I'm about the church and I'm about people and I'm connected to that, I'm not talking about being about people the way other people think you should be about people. I'm talking about being about people the way God's leading you to be about people. And when you are, God's right in the middle of it because that's where he wants us to be. Can you say amen to that? Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God. This generous Father in heaven, let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. When you lose your saltiness, your awareness of other people, when you lose that, then people can't taste the godliness. What they taste is selfishness. You know, it's just, I mean, it's not like, I'm not saying that in a critical, hard way. I'm just saying it in a matter-of-fact way. You're either either God-minded or you're self-minded. One of the two. And God just wants us to not lose that saltiness, lose that effectiveness of being focused on what He wants. Because He doesn't want us ended up in the garbage. Can you say amen? And then 1 Corinthians 9 and verse 19, and I want to read this out of the Amplified and then make my two points. Paul said, even though I'm free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people, religious, non-religious, meticulous moralists, loose living moralists, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. I don't take on their way of life. I keep my bearings in Christ, but I enter into their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those to meet that I meet into a God-saved life. I did all this because of the message, because of the word. I didn't just want to talk about it. I want to be in on it. <clears throat> and I said this to you um, earlier during communion that people are people are, aren't asking so much about who God is but more about who am I people are trying to find themselves and what I've talked about today I want to, what I want you to be able to take away today from this message <clears throat> is that you are key to helping people find themselves You are key. You may be one that plants something in their life. You may be one that's come along that other people have planted and now you're watering. Or you may be the one that people have planted and people have watered. If people haven't planted in someone's life and they haven't watered in people's lives, there's no harvest. But you may come along. It's really great when we come across people like that, you know, that their grandmother's been praying for them for 48 years, Right? And, and did all the hard work, all the pioneer work for their life. And then one day, you come along and say something, they all start bawling, and you lead them to the Lord. And you think, oh, man, this is great. <clears throat> huh? But those are few and far between, because God wants us to learn to be planters and waterers. He wants us to learn how to be in, get in the trenches with people and understand what it takes to see someone won. Right? 
<clears throat> but most people, they want to know who they are. They want to know what their part is. What, how, how, you know, what am I even here for? What am I on the planet for? That's what we were created for. We are created to let other people know. That's what's exciting about the future is there are people everywhere. You may have family members. You may work with people. There may be people across the, the continent, you know, across the globe somewhere that God wants you to connect with. And thank God, thank God for all the technology. We can stay connected. You can stay connected with someone and see them every day and they live in Australia. You can see them every day. Hey, what's up? And, and, and when, when, you know, you may just got out of bed and somebody called you and, um, and they're seeing the real you. Huh? You didn't have time to put on the, put on the dog. Thank God for technology. We can be influential everywhere. Some of my best ministry time right now is over, some of my best ministry time is over FaceTime with people. And, and I, I just, you know, I used to think, man, it's got to be more, per but, but you know what? If that's, uh, yeah, it's better if it's like one-on-one -on -one and you're in someone's presence, I guess. But I've learned to realize you can be right there in their presence in, 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 in other ways. And God wants us to influence because people want to know who they are, why they're here, and how can I be effective in life? And that takes you and I believing in what we are. And that takes you and I being connected because what other people have will make us so much better than what we can be on our own. So much better. Today, that's my encouragement to you. And, and as we have this month of sign-ups for Connect Groups, I just encourage you, sign up, look at what is offered. You may, you may, it may work out. You'll see the times and the dates and all. You may be able to do a couple of them. We have our Connect Social Groups and we have Connect Equip Groups. That you, that you can go through. There'll be explanation about what all those are, but, <clears throat> but I encourage you to sign up for something, be a part, get connected, find out about other people and how you can be a blessing to other people's lives, right? It's not just about what you can get, but it's what you can give. Can you say amen to that? It's vital that we understand it. And if you'll take what I said today and really break it down for you and let the Holy Spirit show you how you can do better in life. Don't, don't try to be better like you think someone else is. Let God show you how you can make a difference at being more connected and understanding the importance of connection like what we're talking about right here. Can you say amen?